Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, popping in before today's episode to let you know that next week on Wednesday, June 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Samantha Irby and I will be live on Zoom for the first G Thanks No Bra book club meeting. We'll be talking about her book, Wow No Thank You, taking your questions and more. Please show up in your pajamas and look like a mess because we certainly plan to. For the Zoom link and event password, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com. You will not be able to get into the event without it. See you there. Welcome back for another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I am your host, Caroline Moss, and you know today's guest. It's Nora McInerney, a.k.a. Nora Borealis. She's an author, and her latest book, Bad Moms, is based on the movie of the same name, which I didn't know you could do, and now I have a lot of ideas. She's a creator. It's like, we're going to get into it because I have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm, She's a mm -hmm. creator. She's a hot widow with a sense of humor and she's host of the podcast terrible things for asking her website puts most creator websites to shame nora welcome oh thank you for having me it is this is a true delight listeners we already talked for 20 minutes we've already uh, talked for 20 minutes about what none of your beeswax (laughs) (laughs) that should have been for like i should have recorded that and like made a patreon that's just one episode of like what whatever conversation we just had (laughs) because That'll be one that history will want to keep for the oh, future. I would just call like the Library of Congress right now and be like, <laughs> we have got a conversation for you. Clear for- the space. Take out all of Trump's tweets. Replace, replace with, with this. this <laughs> Our grandchildren need to know. They need to know. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so Me excited. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't even believe you can write a book about a movie. That blows my damn mind. I was not aware of this. I was not aware of this. And I also always, because all the books that I've written before Bad Moms were nonfiction and also sad nonfiction because my life was, is, has some sadness in it. Um, Like you said, I am a widow. And my first book was called It's Okay to Laugh. Crying is cool too because. Because it is. Because it is. Because it is. And uh, I was not. I, I always considered myself like too dumb to write fiction. Like, mm. oh, you have to make up a whole world. You have to make up, you have to lie for over 200 pages. Are you kidding me? You have to make up things people said and did, then connect all. I can barely connect the dots in my real life versus making up dots to connect. But I was always fascinated. I mean, I love fiction. And I think specifically because I write typically nonfiction, I read fiction. Because otherwise, I always feel like I might get too influenced by. I don't read anything that's similar to me, uh, for that reason. Because I don't want to. I'm impressionable. I'm impressionable, and that was very evident in the first draft of "It's Okay to Laugh," where I was like, "Am I David Sedaris? No, you are not. You are Nora <laughs> McNerney. No one knows who you are. Take a seat." Um, So 
So somehow the way this book came about, I watched Bad Moms uh, while I was pregnant with, uh, with the, the child we call still call baby. He's almost four. And uh, <laughs> I was I, I, I laughed so hard. So I felt something. I was like, this can't be good. Next day, had a baby, had the baby full eye. I was going to say UTI straight up in labor. <laughs> OK, I was that movie put me into labor. I oh went to bed gosh. that night feeling like, oh, I know what this is. Like, I feel sick. I know what this is. I'm about to have a goddamn baby, which I should have known because I was at that point. Yeah, there can only <laughs> be like, so many things. I've got other stuff to do. I can't have this baby I have yet. a lot of Damn plans. It. My calendar is very full. My calendar is so full. I went to like a, a furniture outlet in Minneapolis the next day. I was like, I am getting a bookshelf. <laughs> I cannot have a baby if I do not have a bookshelf. Um, anyway, so I, 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 I watched the movie that's kind of it. Um, somehow the guys who wrote the movie, uh, and they also wrote like the hangover, they're responsible for like a lot of very, very funny things. Somehow, I think that they read my book. It was the studio's idea to turn the movie into a book. Uh -huh. And they asked me to do it, which I was like, yeah, ew, yeah, no, I definitely know how to do it. I know, I know. I, like, I want I'm, you I'm to. In... Were you in labor while they asked though? That like, I want if no, you... it was like a full year. Sorry, it was like no, a full year. No, no, no. But I'm saying in like in the fictional retelling, I want, I want in the fictional oh, retelling yeah. of you writing Bad Moms, I want you to be on the table, legs in the stirrups, taking a call, taking which, a call. Yes, which I did. I was legs in the stirrups, taking, <laughs> making a call to to American public media, saying, "Oh, so sorry, I'm having a baby right now, but don't worry, I'll be in on Tuesday." Fuck. The fuck. Being a woman is so You can fucked. have it all. It's so fucked. You can have it all. Like, I, and and that's I try to be as like, as honest as possible about like uh, the experiences I have, which are uh, many things at once, which are like luck and and grace and fantastic things happening, and also like deep anxiety and sorrow, and me trying to. Uh, to just, I don't know, like work myself down to a nub so that nobody knows that I'm an actual human. Cause uh, you know, if I show a weakness, then I, uh, I don't know, it'll all, it'll all come tumbling down. But my expectations for working with men, because I've worked with so few in my life, um, truly I, the first few jobs I had out of college, I worked with all women, all women. And then the first job I had with men, I was fucking sexually harassed every day. Yeah. It was, I, but I didn't know that those words, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know to categorize it that way. I was like, oh, this guy's just like deeply obsessed with me and working here as hell uh, because everybody is asking if I'm sleeping with him, which obviously I'm not. He was ugh, I, I, like, I've banged plenty of gross guys, but not this one. <laughs> yeah. Right. This one. <laughs> right. So like my expectation of working with men is like, is low. Like mm -hmm. I just expect them to be terrible. And then if they're like not, I'm like, oh, that was fine. But these guys, Scott uh, and John, who who wrote uh, John Lucas and Scott Moore, who wrote uh, the movie, they were the most creatively generous, kind, fantastic collaborators I've ever worked with. It was a damn joy. That's crazy. At first, I think that the standard deal for something like this is basically like I would ghostwrite it, and their names would be on it. And I was prepared for that. I was like, great, yeah. who cares? I'm going to have fun. I get to do something that's right. just fun. That's not picking my own scabs. That I just get to, like, make something funny mm -hmm. based on this hilarious world that already exists. And um, instead, like, right away, Scott was like, no, no, no. Like, put Nora's name at the top. Make it the biggest. Give her the money. Like, oh, man, an, an ally. An ally. That do not, 
conversations like this do not happen no, as a writer. They People don't. are like, how can we get as much as possible out of this person uh, and maybe them. never pay them? And <laughs> and like this, this is a dude who was like, you know, oh, like, you know, if this money doesn't come through for you in time, like, I'll write you a check. Like, just. But, wow. Like, just amazing. And, and was so generous with like teaching me about, you know, how fictional storytelling works mm-hmm. and, and, and plot and pacing and um, really gave me like full freedom to take these characters, which, you know, in a hundred minute long um, comedy, you know, you gotta, gotta make it funny, gotta make it snappy. But like, I got to make up all their interior lives and I got to make up their pasts and, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that was so wonderful. And, uh, and they, they just taught me so much too about like, not just like being funny, but like setting up funny situations yeah. too. Yeah. Um, that is and, really uh, cool. It was, so, it was honestly, it was such a cool experience mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and just absolutely not what I expected it to be. So I, if you have not seen the movie, yeah, uh, you should still read the book first. That's the point. <laughs> right. Always the book first. Yeah. Also, now that I've done this, I'm like, this is a genre that should exist. Think about every movie that you like where you're like, but what led them to that point? Oh, yeah. I want a book of Sweet Home Alabama. I want a mm. Well, no, okay. I mean, when I, re- I was like, when, so, okay. So when I'm like, ten- when I'm like, oh, you know, putting together your bio to read. And I'm like, oh, Bad Mom. I can't believe Bad Moms was a book first. That's really crazy. And then it's like, no, like the whole point was it was not a book first. And I was it's like, oh, my God, first. I'm going to sit down and rewrite every movie Everything. I've ever seen every into movie. a book. Into a book. Fucking genius. And I already have the people in my head. Like, you know, every time I sit down yeah. and write fiction, which, I, see, I find writing nonfiction really difficult because you have to tell the truth and, like, like you have to, like, I don't fact check and I'm not I don't really have the time so like I really like to lie you know what I mean like let's just lie like who you can't tell me that my fake character didn't go to brown f you um but 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 I but it's hard because what you like to get a full picture you really need to have someone's face and I feel like when you mm-hmm. when you probably I don't know I mean if this was your strategy or whatever but like having you know Kristen Bell's face and Mila Kunis's face like in your head already Catherine Hahn's voice in my head already like knowing kind of like like their how they move in the world makes it so much easier to sort of like backfill you know all of that information I'm so I'm a huge Bad Moms Christmas fan yeah that is one of my favorites yeah I think it's so funny and I'm not even a mom and I'm like oh my god I totally get it like (laughs) it's crazy but like it's so funny like it's so yeah. Like I hate being like it's funny because it's true, but like it's funny because it's true. It's good. It's, I love it. And um, no, I mean I think that is so cool. And and what a cool experience to work with men who really walk the walk um, of you know like elevating women in a space that's usually theirs. And like yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like that usually would be like a ghost written deal and mm-hmm. you'd get like a very kind of, you know, like exciting amount of money, but like nothing like to write home about. Like it's not going to like quit all your jobs, like stop taking it. <laughs> right. you know I, I mean? think that's also like I I, I think there's so it, it's so confused. Money is so confusing mm-hmm. and there's such a um, when you get paid for a book, you get paid in like chunk. Yes. And so it does feel like, oh, my God, I got a huge check because it, it, there's a comma in it. Yep. And, <laughs> no matter where the comma but, um, is, too, feels big. 
feels big. Feels big. Um, you're like, whoa, digits. Um, and <laughs> that represents um, several months of, of work where you did not have the check. Yeah. If you guys Since- don't know, it's literally like they tell you it's like they bait and switch you because they tell you how much they're going to pay you. And then they make you do the work before they give you the money, which is rude. Like, yeah. I had the idea. <laughs> just pay me all of it now. So it's it basically yeah. separates into like, OK, so, you know, you sold the idea. You get x amount of dollars and then yeah. when you give us the actual book then we'll like wi- you know x then we'll release yeah. x amount of dollars and then when the book actually comes out x amount of dollars you're like oh my god like oh this sucks yeah i have to work for my money rude and well and because it's like and then you also have to pay other people. Of money yeah. you have to pay other people you have to pay, you have other, to pay people. other people you have to take a, you have to take your taxes out oh, you taxes. have to um you're an author you end up like you know they recommend like oh you hire your own pr and marketing person and it's a lot but um and i'm not saying like oh like i didn't get enough money no it's it's just uh the (laughs) it reminded me of like every every uh book deal has reminded me of the first full-time job i got where i was like i was like oh my god thirty thousand dollars yes 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 (laughs) I was yes, literally yes, just yes. going to say how, like, when I, I was literally just going to say, it reminds me of my first full-time job where I got paid $35,000 a year and I called my parents and I was like, I am rich, you guys. Like, yeah. I'm, and I was living in New York City, so this isn't like $35,000 a year in a place where you can actually, like, afford a sandwich. No. And my parents were like, you're not rich. Like, and then I got my first paycheck and it was like, I don't know, $922. And I was like, excuse me, um... What I mean is thirty thousand um is what I was promised. Yeah, so like I'm just seeing like a little bit of a like discrepancy on the paycheck. Like, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is because over time and then you have to pay into social security and like your health care and your tell like whatever. But yeah, so like making I mean when when Hey Ladies came came out um or got sold as a book, it was like very much like you you, this misconception beforehand that you're like this is it I'm a full-time author now and like I live off my work and that's really only true for like Elizabeth Gilbert and like Lennon Doyle yeah Renee Brown uh, Michael Crichton yes Uh. Oprah (laughs) Oprah. <laughs> Other yeah, like yeah. and and that doesn't represent the rest of us who are like, no, no, I still need a job and Yeah. Well, because also whatever that number is is spread out over possibly two years. <laughs> yeah. Between between when you sign and when it comes out and yeah. you're like <laughs> and then and then you spend like every other week being like, should I text my agent and see just when that money is coming? Even though I know oh, yeah, I, yeah. it's like it's like, Nora, it's in your calendar. You know the oh, yeah. exact day it's coming. My agent you know. gets a lot of emails from me being like, just like following up on the like money. And she's like, you, yeah. we literally have had this conversation before several times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, have- Caroline, it's 2 a.m. Please stop calling. Um, <laughs> that's, it's, yeah. it's really true. But, you know, nothing, I was going to say, but, you know, you can't put a price on the unbridled joy of writing a book, which is <laughs> not that much fun unless you really love writing. I had this conversation with Ellen Hildebrand last week, who's like just a powerhouse. Two books Holy here. Holy crap. She's amazing. I love her. Her first, she, One of my favorite things about her is that her first seven books totally bombed. And then her like, mm. but they're amazing books. It's but right. it has so much to do with marketing and getting in front of people. And like, you can have a great book, but like, if you don't have that $500,000 million dollar marketing budget to get like a subway poster of it or you know oprah's book club or reese's book club Mm -hmm. it sort of you know it sails by and 
And I was saying to her, I was like, you know, I love that beginning part when you sell the book and then you get to like tweet about it and everyone thinks you're amazing. And I love the end part when you get to hold the book in your hand, but it's the writing part that really throws me for a loop. Um, Did you like writing uh, uh, fiction? Did it surprise you? Oh my God, it was the, I I looked forward to every single day. So when I'm writing a book, I have like a very, very structured day uh, because I also have a job too, like, which is... um, uh, again, like, I just like, I, I, I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm, I don't want to ever sound ungrateful because I'm so grateful for this, but I also want to be realistic because I do think sometimes just where people are like, how do you do all this stuff? Well, uh, I, I, it is the only way that I can make money. Yes. Uh, having burned every bridge in the professional world, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm stuck here, stuck out here, uh, having all the things I've said about working in advertising, uh, right, there's there's no road back yes, to that for I me. Understand. There's no road back to like a 401k. Right. So, um, so there's a there's a there's a few things, um, which is I live a very structured life if I'm on a deadline. So when I was writing this book, I also was still making you know uh, 35 episodes a year of terrible things for asking, which is like a scripted, edited, soundtracked podcast. And, uh, and it just takes a lot of work to make it. Um, and, uh, so I'd wake up really, really early. I would go to the gym right away. I would come back. My kids would already be at school because my, that's my husband's job. And then I would sit down and I would just work on bad moms Mm -hmm. for like two, two and a half hours. And I would just get to sit in that world. I wouldn't check my email. I wouldn't check social media. And I got to just live in that world. And it was so fun. It was so fun because all of the other work that I do is like does put me in the path of other people's pain and my own pain. And I love that. I'm grateful for that. And also there is a reason why outside of that work, I only read and watch and listen to funny things. Yeah. Life is sad enough. Yeah. Life is sad enough. And that I also like my career is sad enough. So so it was like, it was a really nice break. Someone described it as a pivot and I was like, no, 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 this is like, this is who I am. I am all of these things. Right. Being multifaceted. And I think when your, your spouse died, it it dies and, and, and you become, I mean, I say this as someone who has not experienced this, but just someone who's been following your journey. And then I have friends of my own who have been in, in similar positions as you, um, you forget. I mean, like like with anyone on social media, but I think especially people who have tragedies happen to them and make and like kind of brand themselves off of this tragedy. Like people forget that like you have other stuff that you're it's not just like my husband died and now yeah. like that's my life and I'm a widower. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, a pivot. That's so interesting that people said a pivot. It's like, it's not like you were like, okay, and now I'm putting like my dead husband like in a box and we're not returning to that and we're never going to talk about it again. It's just yeah. like, here's another facet of who I am um, yeah I think people forget think like it, that yeah and it's been there like the books that I've written are hysterical why like yeah like they're funny books and, yep. and you know terrible things for asking is sad and also like has really natural moments of levity to it I'm not like god how can I make this episode about a dead baby pop like how can I make it right. like like you know it's right. it's not like that but it's like all of these experiences contain more and yes. so what I did in this book too was like add some like depth to it and like some emotional weight to it mm-hmm. because uh yes it's it's a very funny story it will make you pee your pants and also like all of these women are carrying like the weight of being women in the yeah, world yeah <laughs> absolutely like, no it's 
It's really true. It's funny, and and I I hope that you I hope that you have like a pandemic themed book ahead for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just saying that's what I want. I, yeah. I I think about this all the time in the situation that we're in right now, which is that, you know, historically, I would love to look back and just read. I hope that I, and I don't want it to be me, but I hope someone <laughs> is documenting this time, you know, in all of its different facets like there's so much going on and like yeah like there's bread baking and there's nintendo switch and there's like animal crossing and then there's also people dying and there's also grief and there's also kind of dealing with this like trauma of of waking up in your own house and 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 understanding that you're lucky that you're alive and that you're safe but also feeling like you cannot get out of bed because you're experiencing the trauma of the entire world around you but then also tomorrow you might make like a recipe and it might be fun but that doesn't negate the fact that like yesterday you couldn't get out of bed and it doesn't make you bad and it doesn't make you good and it's just like yeah I mean people people unfortunately are three-dimensional and it is it's difficult to to sort of capture all of that in in one story and so you know adding a fictional a fictional kind of like uh, history of bad moms to your repertoire of work, I think will only enhance, you know, who you are to the world. I hope so. And also because uh, I love to, you know, like, like many women, I love to laugh. Okay? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love to laugh. Yeah. What can I say? What can I say? Just, I mean, that's I, just me things. I love to laugh. Just me. <laughs> Just girly shit. Just I love girly, to laugh. girly shit. I love to laugh. <laughs> Anyone else? Is that <laughs> if I was on Tinder right now, first thing I love to laugh. Laughing, travel. Don't talk yeah, to me before I have my craft coffee. Beer, yeah, right. Foodie, <laughs> foodie. I love. Oh my god! It, I literally just looked down the clock. Veronica's gonna kill me again. We didn't take a break. We're taking a break. Shit. Sorry, Veronica. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. And we're back. Oh, my God. I'm literally supposed to do that like eight minutes in and it's been 21 minutes. I just get very into the conversations that I'm having. That's just me. Sorry, shit. Advertisers. That's just me. It's just me. <laughs> it's just, just me, me stuff. Okay. Um, I uh, am very excited to see what you brought. And uh, I know that you had a few things in mind and I'm just kind of like an anything goes type of gal bring it all out bring out okay. your open your trench coat show me what you brought let's you start with whatever you want to start with okay. but like you better sell it I want this okay. I want whatever you're bringing to sell out and we'll know if you okay. are successful and you're and maybe you have a job in sales in your future okay um I, I definitely do not I worked in PR <laughs> briefly and I was so bad at it I would I would lie about having called people I'd be like I called them they're considering it I never called them I never called them. I DM'd them. It's fine. They didn't get back to me. You think I could call a stranger? No. (laughs) And talk about something that I wrote the press release for? Hell no. Hell no. Oh, my God. Terrible. 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 Horrible. No, no, no. Okay. So this is this. There's a there's a story to this. Okay. Okay. Which is um, before uh, before I had any kind of like, you know, writing routine and and I you know I, I really only do that if I'm on a deadline right um I I, I was lucky to befriend uh another decent dude wow there's so many showing up in this wow. episode shocking okay yeah. but Aaron Mankey is like creator of the lore podcast and all these other 
creepy historical podcast. Um, and I met him at a podcasting event. I don't do well in large group settings. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I also was like very new. They did a meet and greet where I was next to uh, last podcast on the left. Literally no one wanted to meet or greet me. Um, and the people from last podcast on the left looked at me with like the, the sad kindness that you give someone when you like, you know that they're suffering and you just, you don't want to, you don't want to absorb their stuff. You don't want to in any way involve yourself in it. You don't want to say anything, but they looked at me. Just acknowledging it. (laughs) You will be okay someday. But so I, I don't know why I was put in that situation, but I sat at a table alone for a long time. Mm. And then, um, and then I, I found this, this dude standing on the edge of a, of a party and it turned out he was Aaron Mankey. And I was like, I would, do you want to go get soup? I asked him if he wanted to go get some soup. Sure. It was cold. It felt like a soup night. He was like, absolutely. So we sat and we ate soup together. And then we went back to our respective rooms. It was like 9 PM and that <laughs> began our friendship. And I was like, he was just such a just such a nice normal dude and the next day he was like so tell me like what's your how do you write how do you make your podcast like how do you you know write your books like mm-hmm. what is your routine like and i was like oh uh i wake up around like whenever my child wakes me up um <laughs> and then i walk him next door to daycare and then i fuck around for a couple hours and i might t- and he was like you need a routine it's like, you need a routine. You need to, you need to be your own boss. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, what do you, like, what do you use? What's your setup like? And I was like, well, I sit in my bed. Um, and uh, it's such and a then- great question. Just like such a rich answer. Um <laughs> Memory like- <laughs> foam. So if I set my my coffee far enough away, it won't tip over and right. spill. Yeah. We've learned and that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, the stains on my mattress would tell you otherwise. So he he had one recommendation. He was like, "This is the thing that you need to get." And okay. that day, I went online and I bought them, even though they were they they were multiple hundreds of dollars. I believe they were like two hundred and forty nine dollars or something astronomical like wow. that. And, and and that represented to me at that point in my life, I was I would uh, measure things in daycare units. So I was like, this is a week of daycare at, at the at the daycare place where my my child went. So um, there are these bows, quiet comfort headphones, noise canceling. Uh-huh. Uh, they are they are lovely. Um, they, they feel like the kind of headphones where you would take a hearing test as a child, yes. or if you were sitting in front of your Apple IIe and and your your teacher was making you go through a, a a typing exercise and she covered your the the keyboard with felt so you couldn't see your fingers and if you peeked she hit you lightly <laughs> you would be wearing these. Okay, sounds like so we, these, we have something to explore in the next book. These, these <laughs> give my body a signal. Okay, they really do. Uh-huh. That when I put them on, yeah, they tell my body you're working now. Wow, you're working now. Okay, I feel them on my ears and everything sort of like disappears. Mm-hmm. They also have an added benefit, which is that the noise canceling aspect of it means that uh, I'm never listening to anything. Okay. Oh, so you just sit in silence. I sit in I sit in silence like a stone cold psychopath. I was going to say like okay. a serial killer. Sure. Like a serial killer. Right. I like the sound of nothing as wow. I write. And so I have these on and uh, I don't even necessarily turn when I turn on the noise canceling oh my god my brain is on but more importantly they send a signal to people around me that little tiny airpods do not which is these are on don't 
talk to me. Don't tap me on the shoulder, children. Okay. Don't, you know, I'm not going to, I, I, yes, I'll obviously watch your stuff for you at a cost. No, I'm going to let someone rob you. Dummy. Maybe yes. I'm gonna rob you. Maybe I'm gonna rob you. Right. Why you don't, don't know. Me? Right. I'm a psycho. I'm not even listening to music in these. Okay. okay. Do your <laughs> does your family know the 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 signal of the wow, wow, you have someone in your house just handing you coffee? It's my mother in law. My um, mother in law. That this is amazing. Water? Oh, okay. It's water? Which is also this was a great purchase too. That you think this is a Yeti? No, it is not. It is the knockoff brand. Arctic. Okay. I don't drink water. An entirely different story. I'm chronically. I also hate water. Oh my God. Okay. We have so much in common. I have to be handed it by a person who's like, I'm, I care about you. I'm like, oh, well, that's new. I, I care about myself. once had to get it intravenously put in me, in my body. And I said to the nurse, and I think I've said this before because one of the episodes with Kate Spencer was about water. And I said to the nurse, what is this? I feel amazing. And it was fucking water. <laughs> um, so I would cool. prefer an IV over ingesting water. There's just something so unpleasant about it. And it's just put it in. Ugh. I know. I mean, another, yeah. I mean, another story altogether. Another thing. Another thing. So, so, so does your family know when you have these headphones on that like they you mean know. okay so this is like they know they know everyone's they aware know. they know and on an airplane mm. i will also tell oh god i got a, I got a few things i got a few things that are work-wise the best things that i've purchased okay. and this is one of them okay okay how much did they um, and do they still cost that much or is it like I, an iphone they might have like, dropped okay. now they might have dropped now but um why would i why would i do that the due diligence piece they also <laughs> no it's like it's they fold down they come in this case and it takes up a significant amount of space in your backpack but it also it just feels good yeah it feels good and when i bring this out on an airplane again in a way that airpods do not this says yeah. I'm 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 not here right. to make friends. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm a bitch. Friends. I'm not here to make eye to... contact. <laughs> I am a bitch. More importantly, I also bought this privacy shield, and I got this at Best Buy. I need one of those. You okay. do because guess what? If I'm next to you on an airplane, I'm reading, I'm reading your emails. I'm reading your emails on an airplane. I have read somebody's whole performance report. I've I've watched I've, somebody's performance review was read by me and I wanted to like tap them and be like you're missing a few commas also I feel like this is slightly bad you just don't like her and it's coming across. have you like, heard of a compliment sandwich yeah that is yeah. Uh, see I want yeah. a privacy screen for me but I want no one else to have one because I would Same. like to continue to be able Same. to read people's Same. texts I have I have one on my phone too wow. Look, it's like you can, oh you can't I can't see, see. this feels yeah. obvious and it feels like it should be a part of like all it should like 100%. come with the phone. It should. Does uh, it? This one's very banged up because it is privacy glass. And if you drop your phone face down, which is my favorite way to do it, while it's tucked <laughs> under, let me hold my cup like this because this is steel. Let me hold my $600 phone <laughs> under my armpit while I'm wearing a sweater and, and walk. Like what the hell is wrong yeah. with me? Oh, totally. Oh, Everything. totally. And I Everything. also, I love to, um, I love personally one of my favorite things is to hold it above my face in the morning and then drop it on yeah, my face. That's right here. it's kind of like my favorite way to wake up. Um, yeah, and you know I've done that to my baby too. So uh, to my ba- child was in the the baby NICU. known as baby. Uh, oh yeah, he's had oh he's also had pizza dropped on him like nursing eating pizza being like uh, sorry. Um, the, Ralph was in the NICU and this is like 2013. So before my dad did not believe in germs. Uh, I didn't either until like two months ago. So uh, I'm with you. But they're like, no phones. You know, they're filthy. And my dad was like, what could be on my phone? 
takes a picture of my sick ass baby in the NICU Jesus. with a flash, with a flash, then drops it on him. The no. baby is no. slightly larger than this phone. No. And we were like, Steve. And he's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that's going to be what kills him. Like, it might be, dude. Holy like, shit. So when people say, to him later, like, oh, were you dropped on your, on your head as a kid? You're like, no, but an iPhone was Many dropped on mine. <laughs> yeah. yes. Right. I was yeah. never personally dropped. Lots of things hit me on their way down by my family. Wow. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I like, oh, so yeah. it's my fault. Oh, I just oh, wanted a picture okay. of my oh, grandson. So I'm the jerk. Yeah, right. I'm the jerk. Okay. I'm here, aren't I? I'm here. I'm I came. The nurse is like, will you phone in? He's like, God, for the God's sake. Oh, God. Oh, man. I want that. You need to be. These are all moments I want in scenes in a movie that I watch someday. And I love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I have written one movie script um, a long time ago that was like the an option of the first book I wrote. Oh, wow. And I got to work with. Uh, what? What? Wow. This is just turning into like, let's talk. Not about the products. Let's just chat. talk about me. <laughs> Things that I don't get to say. And, but that's uh, what we want. I mean, that's what people want. People want the products, but mostly people just want like, if you have any like secrets that you're harboring. This is, to, like, a shout secret. this is a secret because I thought it would be like announced in some way. So I always felt like I wasn't supposed to talk about it. You yeah. know, I don't know. Um, and then anyways, it didn't get made, but I did get to write it. And that was very fun. I got to write that with uh, the, under the, uh, the, tutelage under the 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 mentorship yeah. of Susanna Grant who wrote wow. um a lot of really good things yeah. including Aaron Brockovich which is what my husband Aaron used to call me every time I got like too into how he got cancer I was like hear me out well water okay he's like we did not have well water I'm like okay I'll be back it's too it's too bad he is not here to hear all the 5g conspiracies because it could oh have been my- 5g he have been into it and also i cannot believe that he died before podcasting became huge because he was so fun he would have had he would have who weekly he would have beat bobby and Lindsay to the punch with who weekly and it would have been it's a it's that's one of my favorite podcasts me too Aaron permort would have done it he wow. would have done it and it would have been so fun I wonder if celebrities and pop culture than anyone. Maybe he's haunting Bobby and Lindsay. Maybe like if Bobby, Lindsay, I'm going to ask you guys later, but if you're listening to this, if you have any like sort of like weird ghost stories that have happened specifically to you, I have a theory. Um, I have a theory. It's my dead husband. (laughs) I think that's so that did, um, did he, did he have a favorite, uh, celebrity, um, at the time of his passing? Like, was, was there a Taylor Swift? What kind of, what was happening with Taylor Swift when, when your husband died? Uh, 1989 had just come out. Okay. So 89 had just come out. Red was like our album. When I met Erin, um, we bonded over Swift. Liking her was not yet cool, you know? And he was like, no, no, no. Like, she's cool. I was like, I agree. She is cool. Like, she is cool. And, uh, we were, you know, chatting on Gchat that was the era mm-hmm. you know like go to work get on gchat talk mm-hmm. to a guy you don't know really well and uh we've not yet met in real life so i think we we're probably dming at this point on twitter mm-hmm. uh, i was like i just got the people magazine of taylor tells all and he was like i'm dying to read it i kept it in my purse thinking if i ever run into this guy <laughs> i'm gonna have this like a cool and that will seem very psycho. normal <laughs> Oh, I was so just night, carrying this around. <laughs> the night, like, he's like, oh, are you going to go to this opening? You have this gallery opening. And I was like, yeah, I'm deep. But really, it's like this gallery was opening in my uncle's photo space for, of like 30 sure, years. Like sure. in Minneapolis, like 
you know, it's a pretty small city and uh, this this art space was opening up, but my uncle had occupied it with his business for 30 years. It's like where we had Thanksgiving, where we had my grandma's wake and like, it was just a big family space. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to be there. I want to see what they did with the space. And all my cousins and I are there because those are my only friends. And, um, <laughs> and this guy like walks up, breaks into the circle of my cousins and is like, are you Nora McInerney? And I was like, oh my God, I love that sound. Say that again. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I- I'm Aaron. And I was like, I have yeah, something. You are. I have something for you. You guys can't see her, but she's literally miming taking mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift issue out and, of and her I purse. And I hand it to this guy. It's like could go either way. And he wow. opens it and he goes, looks up, holds it to his heart. And then we stand there and read it together. And then that's your wedding. <laughs> and, that's, and I still have that copy of that People Aww. magazine. I will have it forever. If I ever meet Taylor Swift, you better believe that I will. I will one. I, I I will give her a lot of life guidance, and two, I will tell her that story. She will not care. It will be like She'll every care. other story she's ever heard, where she's like, I, "I, you don't understand. I hear this. I, I get it." But as Aaron was dying, like literally dying, and he he took his mom, who just brought me that water. Um, he asked to borrow her Amex because we did not that kind of credit that could get an Amex, and uh, and Amex holders. Amex cardholders got first dibs tickets to the Taylor tour and he bought us tickets and I forgot about that and they showed up after he died and I was like what do I do and I went and it was so wonderful and beautiful and I like cried my face off and I was so excited for her but also I could tell that she was like a little too thin and maybe it was getting to her and then all of my suspicions were confirmed when I watched the documentary um I was like I know this I know this feeling I know what you're doing here yeah I get it I get it thigh high boots you loose FYI they should not um and and it was was like this gift arrived uh, after after Aaron died, and so he was very into Taylor Swift um, in his in his okay. obituary, which is really like the root I of love, all of yeah, my successes. Yeah, I love his obituary. Like, I know, I love um, it. We were like, God, who should his first wife? Should it be Taylor Swift? Should it be you know Gwen Stefani? We were like, okay, it, Taylor's too young. Like it would sound right. Disgusting. It would sound right, like a little pervy. But Gwen yeah, feels yeah, yeah. normal, like more yeah, per- age, age appropriate. appropriate. Age yeah. appropriate. Yeah, yeah, age yeah. Appropriate. So we picked Gwen Stefani, even though we were like, oh, God. It's like, should we say? We were trying to, like, figure out a way to put that in. But again, like. I just feel like Taylor, it just, it, it's, it's like almost like, you know, his life was cut too short for him to, like, leave you for Taylor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Gwen, right. then you. Or to leave Taylor for me. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it just wouldn't have been, it right. wouldn't have been possible. But totally. Gwen, yes, that would have made sense. And he also loved, and he, I'm, I'm sad that he doesn't get to be here to see like the, the comeback of Mandy Moore. Although Mandy was never gone. And I, I want to talk about, and it's a weird site, but here's the thing. Mandy is like, has worked so consistently since she became famous. And yes. she has all these like mini sort of like pivots where it's like, she was a VJ, all these things you don't even remember yep. her doing yep. until you, you really think about it. And, liked her unironically as did I we owned the same CDs of Mandy Moore that no one else had and we're like no 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 she's like uh she's a singer she's a person who knows music like it's this is not a guilty pleasure and we were like that is something that we bonded oh did you listen to Wild Hope he's like I fucking loved Wild Hope I loved Wild Hope you can't even get Wild Hope anymore you can't get Wild I know about Wild Hope but 
I love Mandy Moore. I also love Mandy Moore. And I also love that she has somehow worked into her contract that she gets to sing in every movie that she's in. She has to sing a little bit of a song and in every movie. And also mm-hmm. I knew when This Is Us came out that I was like, they're going to, she's going to be some sort of like singer. And then they were like, oh yeah, like Mandy Moore's character she, sings in a bar. Yeah. I was like, obviously. It's in her contract. Obviously. Obviously. I love, obviously. I, I don't know that I, oh, this is, I mean, like I don't know if we should talk about it on here because it's like do we want to like go off into that tangent but that makes me so happy because I think bonding over dumb stuff really is true love it really is and it's like we (laughs) I just had never met somebody who liked the same things but also like wanted to talk about them in depth as if they were important and not just like you know yeah I don't I just also had never like had a boyfriend who was like truly interested in me my husband and I met at the in the summer of 2014 because he had slid into my DMs. There's a whole long story before this. We I matched on OkCupid, but it took us three years to actually like, meet in a bar. And he was actually having drinks with Lindsay Weber, who was our mutual friend. But we had never like he was out with his friend Lindsay, and I knew Lindsay, and I walked into the same bar, and she's like, "This is Dan," and I know, I know. And um, but the the way we bonded was we both loved Laguna Beach on oh. MTV, and we could quote it. And one yes. of the first things he said to me was. I was like, blah, 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 like, don't know how it came up. But he was like, oh, my God, the black and white party where Kristen wears white, but Lauren and Low, Elsie and Low wear black. And I was like, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> and then I did five years later. But like, yeah, like that. I've never heard another story about people meeting that is like, oh, yeah. Then we G chatted about Taylor Swift for, you know, five hours as Forever. one does. And I'm like, that is what I do. That's yes. how it happens. <laughs> yes. And also, I've never been to a stadium show. I've never been to a stadium Ooh. show. Aaron took me to see Bruce Springsteen, <gasps> took me to see Beyonce. Whoa. Take me to see Taylor. Like, I got to go to all these things that I just never would have even, I don't know, like, I, I, I would have been like, well, you know, I don't know. Should we spend money on that? Right. But he loved to spend money on that. <laughs> I was like, he was like, I got us amazing tickets. And it was oh just, gosh. everything was so fun. And my current husband, he does not know um he, the internet is truly just a tool for him like he's like i will look up this specific thing and then leave the internet that's and so, attractive. so he does I don't not know what that's like <laughs> i know and he he has all these interests that to me are like so i love knowing that he's interested in stuff that i have no idea about like he's uh he is like oh yeah like blah, blah, this band i don't know cool bands and aaron did and that was something that they had in common but aaron also liked pop music could make an amazing mixtape but matthew's like I'm like, I had never heard of Joy Division. I'm so sorry. I, cool. I mean, I'd seen Matthew's a t-shirt. Like, cool. Yeah, right. No, we've, right. Exactly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a t-shirt. He's like, it's a little, like, you know, and he's like this encyclopedic knowledge of like, you know, like punk music and rock music and, and, uh, nice. and, and U.S. history. <laughs> and I'm like, so he yeah. like, it's like he had all those placemats as a kid that like did all the presidents and then he like memorized them. And now like. 30 years later, he still, like, pulls it out at parties. And people are like, whoa, like, he knows all whoa. the presidents. Yeah. Oh, no, he would never speak at a party. Uh, <laughs> well, I like him already. I don't know anyone like that. What, like, who are these people that don't talk? Well, I mean, like, that's um, – well, then how did, you, how did you guys meet? Like, what's your, like, short kind of shorthand origin story? So um, Mo, who's the founder of the Hot Young Widows Club with yep. me, Mo and I oh, – God, it's – okay, shorthand. Okay, Mo and I met <laughs> because um, our husbands were dead. My husband, Aaron, was a fan of Mo's husband, Andy, uh, because Andy was in a bunch of cool punk bands in Minneapolis that I'd never heard of and was kind of a fixture. Andy and Aaron never met. They are so similar. 
I feel like I miss Andy having never met him and I feel like I love him. They also had the same dumb tattoos. When I say dumb tattoos, like you would not believe how dumb of a tattoo they had. (laughs) And uh, Mo and I were sort of shoved together by the ladies at our coffee shop who were like, oh, Mo's husband's dead. You got to meet her. Right. Like, right. It's like like when people are like, I know. I know a gay guy. Like, do you want to meet? Because yeah. you're gay. Yeah. And so, like, oh, I, like, you guys could probably get married. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, like, <laughs> and Mo and I were like, would rather not. So, we became friends and it was like, cute, immediate. Like, it, it truly was like, oh, I, this person who I have is so little in common with. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have tattoos now, but uh, Mo looks like John Bon Jovi in the 80s, like a hot dude. <laughs> Big hair, very tight, cool. Skinny scrawny bod okay <laughs> naturally just one of those scrawny bodies uh, everything she wears like looks cool she like cuts it i cut a t-shirt people are like what <laughs> did like right like did you what are you okay and like right yeah. and she looks cool she looks so cool all the time and i look uh not today but like on a good day i do look like i could be in a land's end model like a or a j crew outlet model like j crew factory possibly like i'm a <laughs> gray if I wash my hair like so we do not like we just are very different people but Mo was uh I did not like I don't know I didn't want to fall in love with someone I want I definitely wanted to have sex with somebody but like not Mm -hmm. anything serious and Mo I could I was at this point it was about a year after Aaron died and I was like touring other cities like I had spent this entire year on the go I was spent a lot of time where I am now in Phoenix uh, with Aaron's family I spent a lot of time in like the Bay Area with my best friend Dave uh anywhere I knew somebody I brought my child and been like what do you think about this should we move here should we like I, I just gotta go I gotta be somewhere else and uh Mo trapped me Mo sneakily she trapped me okay she had a fire which I love I love burning stuff okay you want to catch my attention light a fire I, I, I I'll, I'll just throw stuff in it I love fire <laughs> And uh, this guy shows up, and it, it turns out he's uh, he's there. He doesn't even know why he's there. And he sits the whole night, by the whole night, I mean, till like 10 p.m., but he listens to Mo and I just talk about our dead husbands. And then I, like, look up and, like, so, like, what's your, like, when did your wife die? And he's like, oh, I'm divorced. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you were like, but I'm into it. <laughs> he's like, how are you? Like, I was just like, oh, my God, our husbands died, but your wife didn't love you anymore. Right. That's bonkers. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and I still have the unblemished, perfect wife, but you, you did something that was really bad. You're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, you're unlovable at your core. Like, I was just <laughs> He's like the opposite of his experience, true. Like, and he was so, like, you know, I, and nobody, by the way, in his life had asked him what happened. I mean, people knew because they had, you know, people knew. Right. People knew yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah. There's some talk. There was some talk, but no one had asked him, like, dude, are you okay? Like, or, and like, wait, when did all that, like, it just, and, uh, and I asked him everything. I was like, wait, then, oh my God, that more. Oh, right. Let me just see your what? email. Let me see your email. Let me just check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have? Do you want to send me a screenshot? Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying to say. No, no. Oh my god, I love it. Was, it. It was amazing, and he had two kids, and I wasn't like I. It's not like I was like, oh, like yeah, I want to make up with this dude. I was like, I just want to see this guy again. Right. And then we went on one date, and I was like, oh shit, 
damn it, now I'm stuck here. I'm just stuck here. I know it with this guy. <laughs> damn it. And like, I don't know. It's, it's, it, we were sort of like, we were, we were trapped together. It was a meet cute, a forced meet cute. Right. And, and I, I do tell everyone, I'm like, find, find someone, you know, used. Why buy new and slightly used will do. <laughs> okay. I like, Find a widow, find a divorce, find someone who has been through, like, you are not as shiny as you think you oh, are. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. when people are like, oh, I don't want to, da- I don't want to divorce it. I'm like, you think I would have picked a 5'10", 5'10", divorced, bankrupt dad? No. The heart no, wants I, what it wants. <laughs> I would have swiped whatever is no. I would have been like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 And that, he's it's so true. like, he's not Aaron at all, like, but... He's he, not uh, supposed to be. Which he's not like, to be. It sounds so like, like, <laughs> but he's nuts. He's his own person. But like, yeah. but it just proved like we are all, there is no like one person right. for all. I mean, I know like Mm-mm. once I murder Dan and like, you know, stuff his body in some sort of jumpster yeah. and I move on to <laughs> husband number two. No, but I mean like, yeah, like we're all just, there's many, there's a, there's a whole sea of divorced and widowed fish Yes, and you gotta go scoop them up. Right. Scoop up those. With your scoop net. up those. Yeah, I'm like, sometimes because um, we do have a rescue dog, uh, like we refer to each other. We're like, this is my rescue husband. Or it's like, this is my rescue wife. I love like, that. Oh my god, that's cute. Why do you make sound being widowed so appealing? Like, I get that. Like, like it's just like you've done a really good job at taking your pain and making it really palatable and I follow hot young widows club and I read everybody's like stories and like every week I'm like so depressed and I'm like why do I follow this but I will never unfollow because I love the stories so much it I mean it's the thing is it's not all like I I also always follow that too but um it's more like I mean that there there are a lot of dark parts and there still are two nights ago I had this like wild dream where like Aaron came back you know, and, and I never, I never get to see him in dreams. Like I always have dreams where I almost see him and then, but he was there and I got to like hug him and I got to like, just be there. And then I was like, Oh shit, I'm married. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know that this was going to happen. He was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's good. It's good. Like you did good. And I was like, Oh, and I'm like, maybe I just really needed to like hear that again, because I don't think that there will ever be a day and it's only been five years and I'm only 37. And I also, I don't think that there will ever be a day when that's not like on my mind, you know, like, and part of it is because we do have a child together. So I see Aaron coming through in this kid who has his exact same face. I'm literally sitting here crying. (laughs) That's like, yeah. um, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. and that first year especially was like so dark and I just didn't know how to, um, and that's why I like encourage other people to sign up and share their story on Hot Young Widows Club because it's so hard yeah. to just be like, no, this is really dark and I don't even, I don't even know how dark it is because I've acclimated. Yeah. I can start, I can see my hand in front of my face. So no one even knows how hard this is mm-hmm. and it's so disorienting. And, uh, Aaron was the most fun person in the world ever if I had died he would have done something cooler and funnier and better and 
<laughs> like also would have married someone extremely hot. Like, good. Imagine. What would you okay, do when, um, if you came back to him and his, what would you have said? You know what I mean? Like, I'd have been like, <laughs> how dare you? Actually, so we used to talk because when my dad, my dad was dying. He it was on an accelerated time. So Aaron was dying first. Then my dad got sick and he was dying. And he used to make yeah. all these jokes about my mom being on match.com. <laughs> And my mom was, he's like, well, I saw your mom's match.com profile. She's going to need some help. And uh, my mom would be like, I'm not. And we're like, mom, we know. It's dad's fucking with you. Um, but Aaron and I used to talk about that as if, like, we always talked about everything as if either one of us could go, you know, at any moment. Even though, like, you know, we knew. Right. And uh, I remember him being like, you know, no, I would want you, like, you know. No, I, I, I just don't date like a lame dad. Like, don't date a dude who wears cargo pants. Like, don't date, don't date a dude who wears like you know sandals. Okay, <laughs> like sweatpants. Aaron was anti sweatpants. He was like, just you know, don't don't be don't be an idiot. And I was like, I don't. I was like, if if I know you have to date someone who's at least my height, if you date a person shorter than me, and I find out, I'll haunt the fuck out of it's you. Personally okay, like, offensive. You are six four. If you're with someone under six feet, you're 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 a goner. Do not. Do not. But I also want her to be not as pretty as me or funny. So mm-hmm. she has to be a boring, tall girl. Boring, sort of ugly. No jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would, I feel like that <laughs> I would I be the less generous partner in this. <laughs> petty ghost. I'm Fair. Just, I, you died. You get to be petty. Yeah. I mean, like, really? I mean, you know, I get it. Aaron's really selfless and is like happy for you or whatever. But like, that's not the, you know, that's not the rule. That's, not me. that's the exception. That's, I want petty, petty ghosts only. Just petty ghost things. You know? Like, just hot, dead people things. It's truly, like, I would never. I, I always think about about that when I read these, these um, the hot young widows of the week. And I'm, like, sitting at my on my couch crying, being like, why am I doing this to myself? But I always wonder, you know, do those conversations mm-hmm. happen when you know, especially with the people who who have that time to prepare and to say goodbye yeah. and to sort of tie things up and just, I love, I love that you guys equally got to have that conversation mm-hmm. and you know, cause it's true. You could have just walked out of the hospital and like ran into traffic and yeah, I wanted stolen, to. Stolen so. the spotlight. Yeah, I bet you did. I wanted to. I bet you thought did. about it. I'd be like, you know, oh, I'd be driving home and I'd be like, or I remember one time we were on, uh, we got sent on a honeymoon and we had uh, our baby with us. We were in this little like puddle jumper and I was like, wouldn't it be great if we just crashed right now and we all died at the same time? And he was like, what the fuck? Don't ever say that. And I was like, oh, no, God, no, no. I didn't mean it's that like a joke. Yeah. It's like, do you have to do like a psych hold? He's like, I have a lot going on right now. Like, maybe you could just keep it together. Could you not be? Could you not say that while holding our baby in your lap? He's like, give me the kid, give me the kid, give me the kid, give me the kid. He's like, all right, just hand over the baby. We're going to be fine. Um, I like, I, you know, I skipped the second break. This is like, just going to be disaster editing. I it's, all, it's all for the Patriots. This is all for the Patriots. We're just going to scrap it all and put it behind the paywall. We're going to take a quick break and then. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're going to be back. 
and we're back but like we're literally at like 55 minutes this is gonna be like the first like seven hour episode we're just doing like a marathon you know what if joe rogan can do it you can oh, that is actually tattooed on my body if, <laughs> in all things joe rogan i can <laughs> Um, on my breasts. Uh, <laughs> um, I, what I love about the headphones, um, too, is that... Oh, yeah, back to the Well, yeah, enough dead people. Um, what, what I love about the headphones, too, is that I think, you know, the Bose ones are obviously, like, they're Bose, right? They're not Beats. They're Bose. Mm-hmm. They're Bose. Um, they're Bose. They're expensive. Bose. I did not want to look cool. I did not want to look cool. No. I want to look like a dad. You want to look like a dad. You, I mean, you really do want the big... And this was also, I assume, pre-AirPods. Oh, it's... But even if, even if yeah. I would have chosen these ones, because I don't like the feeling of something in my ear. I'm wearing something in my ear right now, but yeah. I like it over. I like a head hug. I like that in the winter. And when I lived in New York, that was sort of like a, a cold weather accessory for me. I like my AirPods, but there are a few things that I don't like, which is like, even the other day I went on a hike and then I was like removing, I like was putting back on my mask as like I could see someone in the distance. Yeah. You know, because that's what you do now. And as I'm like strapping it around my ear, the AirPod falls out and the people are getting closer. And I'm like on the, like, like looking around, they're like, it's in front of you, but I can't hear them because my other AirPods still like in front of you, but they can't get too close and they can't pick it up for me. And it was just horrible. Um, but the thing about the uh, the AirPods that I hate is that like you think a big headphone makes you look like a psycho. You look like you're talking to yourself all day long. I have my hair in front of my ears and I'm like on the phone with my mom being like, mom, yeah. Ah, ah. And people are like, even before we were not supposed to talk, walk near other people, people were like avoiding me on the street. I, honestly, and nothing, nothing, uh, one, I, I try not to use any headphones for phone calls because um, I just like that. I like an old fashioned um, Real Housewives speaker phone uh, uh, holding yeah, as a right. tray in Bethany. front of your mouth. Bethany. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. First of all, um, <laughs> but because like, so pre, pre AirPods, like I would go to airports, remember those. And there I were do. always like these fucking dudes shouting into their Bluetooth headset being like, yeah, we got to close that deal. Right. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. yeah right. We yeah, got the big yeah, account. Yeah. We got the big yeah. account. We're going to land it. Yeah, no, I told her. That's exactly what I told her. It's exactly what I told her. Exactly what I said. Right. Yeah. yeah. With the little, like, belt clip for the phone. (laughs) Phone holster. You do look like a big old dad when that, with that. (laughs) I'm like, you're all shouting. You're all shouting. This is where your voice needs to be. This is where your voice is. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bill? Yeah. I mean, you. I'm so excited about your deal. Let's take it to a three. Yeah. Right. Also, people people will say anything into their headphones as if no one else can hear them. And I rich know. people are bananas. I'm like, ma'am, I know everything about I know where you live now. Like I know your address and I know like your front door code, you dumb fuck. Like what is wrong with you? She's like, yelling at the help. She's like, she's like Yeah, she's like I, I'm like, I, you You are divulging so many personal details. Or I I've been in like one airport lounge in my life. People were just like shouting again, personal information, oh, professional yeah. information. I was like, get a screen cover on your goddamn laptop or lower your voice or put it on speaker so I can hear the whole conversation. So hear- <laughs> also, when people dictate text messages out loud, I'm like, who are, are you? Are you Sonia Morgan? Oh my god, okay, uh, yeah, right. Is it about Tom? Period. Like, is it? Um, okay, here's the thing though, my mother dictates messages and I always know when she's dictating them because they don't come in clear you know like everything's like spelled wrong and like there's like a weird you have to go back and edit your work I dictate into my phone but not in public 
Oh, That's my yeah, big secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow, wow, wow. You know, young people now, because I know several uh, Xennials oh, yeah, uh, that's and, cool. and Zoomers, mm-hmm. they will send just voice memos. I can't figure out how to send it. My thumb keeps slipping. And it's only it's before I can send it. It's so pathetic. I only send them. Yeah, I only send them when it's like, it's like not, I don't mean to. It's like I've sent like a two minute thing yeah. of like me yelling at like a cat in my house and everyone's like oh is that like a butt dial and I'm like but then my yeah I have a group text with friends who like exclusively only send in voice memo and I'm like I I'm in a I I need to be able to read like if I wanted to talk to you I'd pick up the phone now I have to hold the phone to my ear and they're like yeah that sounds good and I'm like you couldn't type that like what are you like hiding a paper trail like what you know I mean like okay 2 p.m. and I'm like what what is this it feels so good. <laughs> and we're not zennials. Like, we're too old for be- to be like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm a senior millennial. <laughs> right. I'm a senior millennial. I'm right at that, right at the, the top of the millennial. Shape. Yeah. What do they say about, I had, I had, in, I had um, my own laptop in college, but it also weighed 600 pounds and you needed an Ethernet cable. So I don't know yes. where that makes me fall, but I'm almost 33. Yes. So I feel like I'm like, Oh, you're no, you're a solid millennial. I'm 37. Okay. I'm so you're at the other. Senior millennial. Okay. You are like a, you are. Like creme de la creme. Okay, you're a geriatric and I'm, okay, awesome. Yeah. So you're. I'm the kind of millennial they almost don't care about anymore, (laughs) except that we've had enough children that they're like, well. They just start throwing you into the boomer market. They're not advertising to you anymore. But that's also, I say, I feel that the same way with me. Like all the things that I'm, that's why I always think it's so funny when people are like, oh my God, like low rise jeans are coming back. And I'm like, do you think my mother, like when I was wearing low rise jeans was also like, oh, I guess I need to wear low rise. She's like, no, like they're not coming back for us. Like this is for a teenager. Like no one's talking to you. Like everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe low rise jeans are coming back. I'm like, we're 35. Like no, they're not, they're not coming back. Like we're not going Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, no, we are, we are in, we are almost like our bodies are invisible at this point. Like you do not need to care, which is like, also, I remember being a, yeah. a teenage lifeguard, which, Hot. uh, oh, I mean, I was like, I was so tan. I know it does not look as if I could get tan. So, so much sun damage, yep. so much. I mean, I what were, what, oh my God. I was like, I have to go lay out and like pull my swimsuit lines down because it was this color and then it was like a different color. Anyways, <laughs> I remember seeing any woman over the age of like 30 at the pool and being like, sad (laughs) (laughs) oh sad oh her life must be so boring (laughs) oh my god her belly button doesn't even pierce sad she's She's wearing a choker right she's wearing oh my god she's putting on sunscreen lol like oh oh, loser oh my god sad she's like wearing a swim skirt oh my god (laughs) She's wearing a one piece and now it's like right like I was wearing some like string bikini with like a Hawaiian flower situation. I'm being like, I'm the hottest shit going right now. I used I'm wearing to a tanning <laughs> sticker. So. I was gonna say, did you have the Playboy bunny sticker on your pelvis? Oh god, no. my parents would have like uh, uh, never seen my body, by the way. My dad would be like, if I got out of the shower, he'd be like, put on it, your pajamas and then a robe. Like we were anti nudist. <laughs> Like never, I never, I don't think I saw my dad's bare chest except once when he was trying to even out his golf tan in the backyard and I thought he was wearing a white t-shirt. It was, it was his flesh. But I, I had like, I had the, I had the dolphin on obviously. Like, Cause like so I was cool. from Minnesota. So mm-hmm. like I fucking love dolphins. It's like they, I just like, What does that mean? Is that like a thing? 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah, you're like, I'm just like, I'm really into nature. Yeah. Um, I'm just like a mid, I'm just Midwest girl things, dolphins. But like, you know, like beach life is oh, the yeah. best life. That it's is- like, I love to go to the lake where the sand is extremely gritty. High grit. It's, it's literal It's like dirt. gardening sand. Yeah. I used to put the little heart. Um, my mom once famously found a receipt for my um, unlimited tanning package, and I got grounded. <laughs> she was like, I'm not paying for your college education if you have $200 to throw around willy-nilly at beach bum tanning. And I used to – I'm literally – I have an Irish skin. My father's Jewish, but I inherited, like, no olive, like, Sephardic anything. Like, I, my husband – often wordlessly will take off his watch and just like show me his tan and I'm like okay great like good for you cool um meanwhile I'm like am I tan and then but I'm just red or like sort of purple there are so many pictures and I will put one on the G thing site so you guys can see but like I was maroon like I was and I thought I looked so so good and also a thing that I learned from Laguna Beach was the first time I ever saw anyone go tanning was watching Laguna Beach and they would because they were being filmed go in with Mm. their bathing suits on so I thought that's how you did it so I would just go tanning in my bathing suit and then be like I can't believe these lines it's like yeah you go in naked you fucking moron um and now I'm like, oh, yeah, sunscreen. Like, And now I will never go. I like go outside in like a hazmat suit, a hat, SPF 100 100%. every 15 <gasps> minutes. It hasn't arrived yet. And yeah. that's why I couldn't talk about it because I don't have it. But I bought what basically looks like a, um, like a, a, like a hazmat shield, but it's UV. Oh, wow. And it's by a company called sungrubbies.com. <laughs> Sure. I did not buy, and they are. They emailed me and they said thank you for your purchase because we are a small family-run company. I love that. Believes it. I was like, absolutely. I bought three, having not even experienced one. I bought one for me, one for my sister-in-law, one for my my mother-in-law. Oh my you gosh. think I'm going to let the sun touch this? You no. Yeah, you're going to go up to those lifeguards at the look, pool and be like, I'm going to look bananas. <laughs> I'm going to look bonkers. People here, like you know, I'm the only one wearing like, not the only one, but like you know, I'm I'm wearing a face mask and and sunglasses and a hat outside. Yeah. And I look, I look like the invisible man. I think, you know what though? It's like, do you think, have we done, have we done too much damage? Like I will, my mom was a lifeguard for her whole life. And you know, that was the time of like literally putting oil all over yourself. And it's like, she's so careful now, but like, is it, is it too late for us? Old ass 30 somethings, sad, old, decrepit 30 year olds. Like, should, should I not have been hanging out in the diamond booth before my day at the beach just to prep my skin? Oh my God, just to get a base. Just to get a base, right? The base. The base is like BS, but I really hung on to that. I was like, it's for my base. base It's so I don't burn when I'm outside. Makes no sense. Logic's not there. Didn't totally pass science. Mm. But then I would sometimes get, like, now as an adult, I will sometimes get a base spray tan before I go somewhere. Absolutely. Because I'm like, let's just a base. But then you smell like junior prom. Like every time I I smell a spray tan, I'm like, I smell like specific girls in my grade. I'm like, oh my God, it's Christina. Like like the memory comes back to me. You could smell that like, you know, Australian gold or like hemp's body tan from a mile away in the school gym. Oh, yeah. But those girls look so good. Now being pale is cool. Now being pale is cool, and yet I still think it looks better to not be pale. Oh no, definitely. No, I mean, but yeah, like my niece, uh, our 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 daughter, uh, they like I don't know, they I don't know, if we we slathered them with sunscreen when they were little kids, but now they're like a little gothy, and I'm like, no, 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 you need it. And also, I'm like, 
I'm like, please put it here. And they're like, ew, like rub it on your boobs. You want old boobs? And like, so now their impression of me is, do you want old boobs? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Show them pictures of like, I don't know, my knees. Like I'm going to like, I'm going to be like, look, I don't, it doesn't matter how good your face looks, like how, like the knees are a dead giveaway. And I'll prove it to you with my 32 year old knees that look like I stole them from the grave of the elderly because I if you only saw a picture of my knees like counting the rings of trees you would think I was like 79 years old you would think I had lived a full life and had like a multitude of family underneath me but it is just because I stood in the goddamn booth thinking like I'm the hottest shit alive and and now I pay for it because I'll I will never attract anyone if my knees Unless you're into that, but it is, uh, it is, it yeah. Show them what that 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 your cleavage can look like. I I I, I try. I'm like in teens. I mean, yeah, but so it's but it's you know you had a dolphin sticker like we all it's our cross to bear. It I is our cross sticker. to bear. It is. It is. I, it is. I know. I feel like I could do this forever, but I feel like you also have a life to get back to. But oh my god, this um, is a gracious this was, goodbye. <laughs> this was so much fun. But I, I also um, like okay, that, bye. Okay, bye. But I also like want to say that I I think that even if you don't buy the um. Uh, the like super expensive Bose headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like the recommendation that you're coming to f- with also says something that I never thought of before, which is like you, you know, whatever you're doing, like signals to other people. Like, yes. you know, you don't have to be like, hi, I'm working or like, hi, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. But like a big noise canceling headphone over your ears, whether it costs you $20 or $200 does sort of send that signal that like serious work is being done here or Mm -hmm. at least don't talk to me um and i feel like if you can train your family to also understand that that's what's happening um wow like you know i don't know why you haven't written more books honestly it just feels like you figured it all out well you're the second person you and ellen hilderman were both like my writing routine it begins with the gym and i'm like well i guess that's it for me no more books here but also no more gym oh okay you know what never no more books never going down <laughs> like you think I'm gonna breathe in a room of a bunch of people no. ever again? That's very weird. Though when people are like, "When do we get to go back to the gym?" It's like literally the one thing they're telling us not to do is like emit body fluid in a in closed space. You're never going right. back to the gym. You're never going. Or if you are, like, RIP. Uh, what are you doing I, to work out now? Like uh, nothing. Oh, okay, um, cool, I go cool, on cool. walks. Yeah, me too. I love that. Walks. And also, like, we've been steps. moving, so I'm, like, packing, unpacking, standing up, sitting <laughs> down. And then I do a whole five minutes of yoga, which is about as much as I ever want to do. So I love that. I love I love child's pose. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. And no I, other poses. <laughs> yeah. that's I do a bunch of hip stuff because mm. from sitting all, the, all day. Um, but, yeah, I go for a walk, and that's basically it. I think and that's I'm amazing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just – I don't know. Sometimes I I reach up to the top cabinet and do that little stretch and get my chips. Mm, put my chips mm-hmm. up high that way I get that like big arm you know I'm just mobility doing it, right? it's, about, it's, mobility. Mo- it's about the mobility right with my old ass knees that also by the way not only look horrible but crack when Crunchy I sit down crush. to pee like it's not even like a full squat I just sit down to pee and it's like you hear the shattering of bone <laughs> it is so sad I used to do ballet as a kid and even as a kid my teacher would like scream at me. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I'm not in control of these bones. Like, sorry, I'm sorry. That if my I walk bones... up a flight of stairs, like, it's like the kids, like, Ugh, what's that sound? I'm like, that's my body. 
So thank you. Enjoy your enjoy your joints while you still have them. Yeah, right. Okay. Don't call me crying when you're 25 because yeah. this shit is genetic. Um, you got crunchy knees and old boobs. Okay. Nora, I'm so happy you came on this podcast. Oh, this is such God. a joy. It's probably I can't wait to listen back and be like, what? <laughs> What the fuck, fuck, people? I'm so sorry. I, I apologize to I every love listener. It. I love it I so much. To every listener, um, go buy Bad Moms. Buy Bad Moms. Buy it at subtextbooks.com. Yes. I'll give you the link. Here's my goal for this year. Tell uh, me. I don't really, I don't make goals, but like, love it. I there's a bookstore in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's itty bitty. They are one of my favorite bookstores in the world. Uh, they've been like such a good partner to me since before they like before they needed to be. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to sell so many copies of Bad Moms through them that it just pays their bills for the rest of the I year. Because I don't think we're open in bookstores. Okay, I don't think we're doing that. Yeah, and, and I don't want them to have to. And uh, I'm signing a bunch of book plates. So is my kid because uh, he likes to plagiarize my signature now. He used to sign his own name. Now he signs mine. That will work uh, well for him. I did that in high school too. Good luck. <laughs> so, um, wait, so yeah. tell me the name of the bookstore again. It's Subtext Books. Subtext Books in St. Paul. Yeah. I'm Subtext looking it up books. right now. They and have so, a whole link of just my books. <laughs> oh, man, I love Wow. I love it. Um, it, it, I love it. And my favorite indie is Amherst books. And we always, I always say to authors, like when you come on and you want to talk about your books, like please shout out your favorite independent bookstore. So subtext, subtext books is Nora's. Um, and I assume you do not have to be in Minnesota to order. They will ship ship it anywhere. anywhere. They will ship it anywhere. And if you're like, oh my God, but it's just like, oh, I would just really want something now. Buy it at Target, buy it at Barnes and Noble. Like it just, you know, any really anything but Amazon is all I can tell you. I know Amazon's hard. We do a lot of Amazon yeah. here. I know that it's accessible for a lot of people, and yeah. I know that right now is like a very hard time. And when you need something, you need something. But yeah. if it's a thing that you can buy in an independent store, and that independent store is like bending over backwards to make yeah. coronavirus like work for their business mm-hmm. and to like help you, the customer, like just do it. Like it's so yeah. much and fun. If they're treating their employees well yes. and paying them well. And That's like, important. You know, yeah. So, uh, but I'd see, yeah, I'm not really here to preach to people except that I am. So <laughs> except here we are. Uh, and, yeah. Well, I'm ordering it right now, Bad Moms. And also I really want Bad Moms for me, um, the book, to be a, a basis for all of the books that I write now based on yes, my favorite yes, movies. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you I want to see more of that. Do, same. I got you to do the audiobook too. They usually <gasps> hire actors, but maybe I'm an actor now. Wow. I don't know. Oh, I'm an Call actor me. slash model slash influencer yeah. oh, slash wow. old ass wow. millennial. I love it. <laughs> slash crunchy knees. <laughs> crunchy knees owner. Yeah. Wait, I and slash listening to nothing on my massive headphones wearing person. Yeah, psychopath. Can I ask okay. you a question though? Um, yeah. Because did are you what other books came after the movies? Do you know? I don't know. I need a list. I need I to know. know. I'm literally shocked because I was like, I, I can't know. believe Bad Moms was a book first and I didn't know. And then I, I was know. like, what? It wasn't? I don't know. Insane. I don't know. I think that they used to maybe a long time ago, like in like, you know, the sort of pulp era of publishing. Yeah, the old Novelize, <laughs> novelize movies and TV shows. Yeah. But I think oh, well, it yeah, fell out But of that fashion. feels different. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I remember, right. Actually, no, I remember some of my favorite books as a kid were the Full House, like, Stephanie books, where it was, like, just, like, Stephanie just, like, getting into, like, some... Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. And it's, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley and, um, yeah. and, like, Sweet Valley High was books first. But then it was, like... But then there was, like, a lot of back and forth. But I love the idea of... Um, 
taking a thing that that you love and that you already have in your mind and and building a rich history around it and you've done that with yeah. bad moms so yeah i will be ordering bad moms from subtext books i oh, hope bless, you guys yeah. will join me let's get their bills paid I and their bills paid for the rest of the, the year. rest of the year and maybe even 2020 let's just do it till 2030 uh, just, just everyone 2030. order a hundred okay. copies of bad moms you can also order any book from subtext books it is True. not i mean she, you know she's biased but you don't have to True. order you know just no. an aura book um no. So do a little uh, shopping. I ordered today. I had them. Uh, I also just, you can email them. I email them anytime something looks interesting to me. I'm like, I'd like to order this book, please. And then they just keep, uh, they let me keep emailing them. And then when I hit a certain number, they just send them to oh, me. Oh, man, I love that. So, yeah. yeah. They literally have yeah. like a dedicated employee just dealing with you. Just handle, <laughs> handle all my, my demands. Anyway, sorry, sorry, you tried to say goodbye to me. No, 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 no. I was actually going to so say, sorry. if you wouldn't mind staying on the line after I stop recording, because I want to tell you something and I can't, oh, say, bless, yes. and I can't say it on, on, on live. But if you made it this far in the episode, congratulations. That is an hour and 15 minutes of your precious time as well. This was so much fun. I feel drunk off of... Um, so do I. Snapple. That's great. This is crazy. I just feel wild. And are we on the same oh. time zone? Is it is it 10.30? Yes. where you are too yes it is oh i love it, it. awesome yeah. cool yes. ps pst or pdt whatever they call it yeah. um thank you guys so much for listening by bad moms at subtext books you can follow g thinks just bought it on instagram that's g thinks just bought it pod you can follow nora at nora borealis and also hot young widows club uh if you're just you know if there, if the news is just too great right now and you just need something to cry to or just want to add another you know sesh to your to your crying moments mm. i really recommend um following along and reading all of these stories all of them really touched me and uh and this has just been such an incredible episode thank you for coming thank you for having me bye everyone bye